This episode contains harsh language, violence, and adult situations, and may not be suitable for youngsters. Listener discretion is advised. Maybe on game night, we should have done this a long time ago. We should have set some boundaries up. And as a game master, normally a game master is kind of a referee, right? Usually. Like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm kiboshing this fucking argument. We're moving on, right? Well, when the game master is the one arguing with somebody, it makes it a little difficult, right? Because then the ref is arguing with one of the players, right? (laughs) So um, I guess we should probably set up some boundaries. It's okay. I accept your apology. And... Um, you know, like right now, I kind of want to throw something at Peter, mm-hmm. but I need to set some boundaries up and say, <laughs> I got you. I'll throw shit at Peter. <laughs> that I shouldn't do that. Right. So, <laughs> and I shouldn't say, Hey, Peter, you're a douchebag. I want to throw something at you. I'm just going to sit over here and stew on it for a couple of minutes. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is family fights. Well, I think on game night, even if we're not podcasting, we should have boundaries set up. With to each kind other. Of kibosh that shit. Yeah, because I, I feel I feel bad <laughs> for you guys. I feel bad for you guys as players. You know, because when 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 me and Neil or me and Peter, when we go at it, it really can get a little you know, we get a little vicious. I've seen you guys throw down and drop each other and well I've seen you drop him and them. Who, Peter? He poked me in the neck. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> he needed it. He fucking poked me in the neck. What do you? <laughs> and he asked you to step up. He was like, "What the fuck?" You, you, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. He start. He instigated the whole thing too. Shut he was up. like, "Shut up, Jake." You did. Anyways, you were like, "Step up to me. Come on, I want to see you do it. Come on, step up to me." So maybe and we so should we set did. up set up some kind of boundary. Like basically, like how, how do we how do we as gamers and friends kind of prevent that from happening again? Don't I mean, fight each other. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe instead of being violent with each other and making threats, more, like don't Seth do that. And I could take more an active part of it and just shut it down a little bit. No, that's the worst thing you can do. For but sure, we could like that's between y'all. That is the worst. Put you thing. all into different like rooms. I don't want to get like, like that, that either. I was talking to Steph and Gavin mm-hmm. about it the the rest of that night. I'm like, shit, man. It's like, and then listening back to it, uh, I'm kind of I I kind of I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah. Listening back to it, I was being kind of confrontational. Peter was not helping. No, I was not pushing, at all. I was pushing. Your he buttons. was definitely pushing your buttons. Absolutely, he yeah. was instigating a lot of that shit. Those are fireworks, by the way. It's 4th of July. I don't want to date this episode because, I mean, if you think that we're doing this live, then 
you're crazy because you have no idea how much fucking work goes into this. So yes, it is the 4th of July. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Yay, happy 4th of July. Um, but Seth did make the comment last week on like how I just kind of like sat and absorbed everything and wasn't really phased by it. But that's, my mom is like one of eight. So whenever their family would get together in like South Chicago, there was like 16 adults, like uh, 32 kids. Yeah. So there was like a huge fucking family gathering and all of them yelling, screaming, arguing, fighting. That sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. <laughs> they could see Seth's face over there. It looked like he just smelled out. a fart. He's like, ugh. <laughs> they had gone out. My cousin Trina and Troy were arguing with each other. You got a cousin named and Trina and Troy. Of course yep. they're going to fight. <laughs> and while they're at the bar, names, some dude was like trying to stand up for her and <laughs> laid him out right in the middle of the bar and left a cigarette in his nose. <laughs> Oh Whenever God. she fucking oh. punched him in the face. So don't hang out with your family is what you're saying. Yeah, they're all a little crazy, a little out there. A little what happened to you? Why, why are you so nice? I don't know. <laughs> you haven't seen him in a car. Yeah, I take it all out in the road. That's when Jake If you drive on I-4, I'm sorry. That's me. You're a really interesting guy, Seth. <laughs> I mean, you like you like exude all of these like really w- dangerous warning signs. Of, like, <laughs> like a really dangerous what? person. You know, okay. like, like sometimes I like to light things on fire, you know, and when I do it, I'll do it. All right. All right. <laughs> if, if you were like, hey, come hang out in my basement, I'd be like, no. <laughs> I know, I would. Uh, nah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't want to hang out in a Florida basement. Like, what the fuck happened? I don't know. Florida basement. <laughs> I don't, does Florida have exactly. basements? I don't exactly. think I've ever seen a basement. Exactly. 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 <laughs> uh, so just so you know, the uh, the person that sounds like uh, a girl is my son. He's in here tonight again, too. Oh, um, Jesus, dude. Oh. That's a joke. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Like a girl. Ew. <laughs> dude, my dad still sounds like a girl. Don't feel so bad. He does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping all the testosterone is going to help his voice drop a little bit. Oh, he's, his voice never dropped. His, it never did. Sometimes my dad hey, calls me. Hey, I'm son. Like, hey, son. What? How's it going, son? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got your balls caught in your zipper again? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how you guys doing? <laughs> so Gavin's in here. Stephanie's sitting in for a little bit. We'll see how long. Until she gets bored, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I can already see it on her face. She's like, fuck this. <laughs> Anyways, so last week... I don't know what those boundaries are going to be. Maybe, like, I have to take a little responsibility with myself because, I don't know, I'm kind of a, a common denominator in most of these fights because it usually has something to do with me. So no. I'm thinking maybe <laughs> I, I should take a little bit of responsibility and say, okay, when I start feeling, I don't know, give Nick a safe word, you know? I think like, you're on the right track because right from the very beginning, Peter set out his boundaries. So maybe those boundaries are just as simple as fucking three drinks. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Don't <laughs> fucking tell me how to drink, you bastard. Hey, here we go. <laughs> you don't tell me when I'm drunk. Is that alcohol or is that water? It's water. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so cool. Yeah. So the, the end of the last episode we get into a huge fight uh, well Peter and I got into a huge discrepancy and the episode ended what? discrepancy go ahead and um, the, it may happen again tonight I don't know it just depends on how <laughs> much like more him I can tolerate <laughs> and then um, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then um 
So, but we hashed it out. We got to the root of the problem, which was don't throw away Peter's Pollo Tropical if he leaves it at your house. I I texted you, <laughs> and you gave me the fucking gotcha, bro, emoji. Okay, well, I guess we'll start this then. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 6 of Record of Mornimus. I'm your host, Nick Nelson, joined as usual with my co-hosts, Peter, Jake, Neil, and Seth. I want to say first, thank you for everyone who's been listening to the show and supporting us so far, and thanks for sticking out the last episode. It was a tough decision to decide on what we were going to keep as far as content was concerned, and some people may or may not understand why we decided to keep that argument on there. I may go back and revisit the episode in the future and take it off. I haven't decided yet. As for now, we're going to go ahead and keep it on there. I think it adds to the genuineness of our podcast. I'm also starting something new. I'd like to know your opinion on the episode so far. I would like our listeners to reach out to us via Facebook group Record of Mortimus or on Instagram Messenger Record of Mortimus. I'll answer any questions you have and um, or, or let me know what you think of the episode so far, what you'd like to hear more of or less of. Also, as per usual, Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Record Mortimus and check out the website that we're putting together. Like I said before in the previous podcast episodes, every week we're adding more uh, and more content to obisia.com. That's O-B-Y-S-S-I-A-H.com. Lastly, all of these podcast episodes are self-produced and self-financed. So... If you want to check out Record of Mortimus on Patreon.com, there's a tier system set up there. Please um, become one of our patrons. There's some awesome swag that you can get from joining one of the tier systems and become one of the producers of the show. Mm. How's everybody doing? Thank everybody. You look a little doing tired, Seth. Good. You doing okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm all right. He's just really stoned. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just high, that's all. I'm just high as a motherfucker. <laughs> I saw him take like three or three to eight huge hits outside. Yeah. So. Were they like bong rips three or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking taking bong rips outside. That's a huge variable. <laughs> it was closer to eight. But. It was closer to eight, yeah. Did you, have, did you get your card, bro? Huh? Do you, have, do you have your card? No, I should, though. Especially since, like, some of the legal stuff that you can get right now, if you don't have your card, it's a felony. Like, well, it's, it's, it's a misdemeanor. It really. Mis- it, yeah, if, if you talk to Mike, our friend, our cop friend, he it's. It get, it'll get downgraded to a misdemeanor. As long as yeah. you're honest with it too, they yeah, won't they even fucking. They, it's like a non non uh, principal charge, yeah. like. But the uh, like the the oil is technically a manufactured drug, just like methamphetamine, which is a felony. So the initial charge will be a felony. Even a public defender can get that probably kicked down to a misdemeanor. So you're especially since it's decriminal. You're you're um, absolutely crazy enough to qualify for the card. You should just go ahead and, and, for sure. and do that. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm just using. I wouldn't use somber. the word crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would tell you. Yeah. I, I don't think you're crazy. I think that. Uh, I think you, you seem. I mean, maybe I just don't know you that well. You yeah, seem you to me a uh, pretty, uh, pretty I, I sound. seem pretty level-headed now, but like I don't. I'm not always level-headed. Is there times where you cover yourself in Vaseline and you sit there in your room in your underwear, like uh, rocking back and forth? Well, you do that. Fairly well, close. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> is, is, that, <laughs> is, that, is that crazy? Yeah, I, I'm on that level. Yeah. Yeah. 
at times, but like I'm good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Again. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna, hurting nobody. I'm gonna back away into the bathroom. <laughs> back away with the Vaseline. <laughs> with the Vaseline. <laughs> Nasty dude. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> you went to the bathroom too soon after Vaseline. Got to release some tension. Fucking got to walk him with Someone direction. say Vaseline. <laughs> Fucking limp into the bathroom trying to hide his erection. <laughs> I mean, if that's what he has to do, jerking off and crying. Uh. (laughs) I can't control myself. Lubricating it with his tears. (laughs) Well, you got the Vaseline. What's what's that for? (laughs) On a a funny note, man. But anyways, I'm editing episode three right now, and I'm about halfway through it. And I got halfway through it last night. It was pretty. It was, it, it was moving pretty quickly, and like it was mostly dialogue, but we are some old, gassy, fucking fat bags in here, man. Because they're like, <sighs> like all these fucking weird, gassy fucking noises, and they're coming from everybody. It's, it's gross stuff. And it was coming from me, Jake, and Peter. <laughs> That's where it was coming from. Y'all need some antiacid or something. <laughs> Man, it was bad. Uh, Jake was bad. and I are drinking beer, though. Yeah, that's, that's why. Whole, that's a whole different... Maybe that's what it was. It's a whole yeah. different thing. I keep turning... I, try, I keep trying to turn up Peter. the worst. And I keep turning Jake up. <laughs> talking bum, bum, to Peter. Bum. Peter is the worst. <laughs> in any movie. And I've said this in a couple other Oh, episodes. fuck you. Come on. <laughs> I've said this in a couple other episodes. Any movie you watch that has a Peter in it, he's always a fucking loser. Always. Big, Think about it. Think of any Peter in any movie you've ever seen. Peter Pan. He's a loser. What? The boy who doesn't want to grow up. He he's a fucking loser. He, he, he's not a boy that want to grow up. He's a fucking No, al- that's, that's literally, literally what he is. He's he a, is literally he is the boy, boy that refuses to grow up because he's a loser. He's not an elf. It's so like much a loser. It's so much no. a loser that if you want to fucking make fun of somebody for not wanting to grow up, you call them Peter Pan. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> that's that's how they got away with making Hook and having of, him grow up. Offense taken. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's how we know. Ah. Go, go. I care. Ghost, Ghostbusters. <laughs> Peter Venkman. Loser. Big loser. He is the heart of the Ghostbusters. That doesn't mean he wasn't a loser. Still a loser. <clears throat> Office space. Peter. Loser. He's a hero. No, Peter Man. <laughs> uh, our, our, what is it? Uh, I love I you, man. Talk to me. I, I love you, man. Fucking up my life too, Peter. Loser. For, uh, forgetting Star Marshall. Peter. Loser. Uh, yeah, he was losing. <laughs> you gotta say thanks, babe, when he gives you the drink. Mm-hmm. Like a girlfriend. Thanks, babe. <laughs> when any of your guy friends make you a drink, you gotta say thanks, babe, when they give it to you. Oh, it's 2019. You gotta say thanks, babe. No, no, he's getting Jacob a drink. I'm telling Jake he needs to say oh, thanks, babe. Because mm-hmm. you're no, looking at me like, why are you saying that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, I got your voice on air. Mm-hmm. There's Sprite in there, right? <laughs> you did ask me to make your drink. <laughs> this motherfucker's got to drive, man. You. <laughs> Home. And then himself. Jake. Well, uh, nobody's telling you to drink it. If you want to be a pussy. 
I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Please don't. I don't need you falling face first into our fucking. My I do. Were you there at the fishbowl when Jake fucking ate shit like face first into the bushes on one of our game nights? I mean, he was peeing, and then he just like a stiff wind caught him or something, and he went right into his pee stream into the bushes. <laughs> It was like he, Neil, how did Neil, Neil, you describe he, he it? Followed, like, he followed the arc of his pastry. <laughs> it was like his legs just gave out on Neil. Is that what you said? This just was like, blah. <laughs> folded. He folded like a chair. <laughs> well, let's get this, uh, let's get this thing started. the Dark Continent. Ravaged by thousands of years of wars, driven by elder gods and demigods, leaving nothing left in its path but chaos. Sagittarius Troy, the Emperor of Chaos Army, in the country of Marmo, has just shy of conquered every country in Obisia. Driven by madness and the only elder god left to man, monster, or fae folk, Lucritus, god of Hades and master of deception. Yet, amidst all of this are still heroes waiting for their chance to bring balance to chaos and maybe a fragment of light to the Dark Continent. I, Mortimus of the Primes, one of the last few remaining subordinate celestials of the ancient gods, tasked to aid man and creature alike, tirelessly search for these heroes and hopefuls, and maybe influence them to the will of the ancients. I may have found these heroes deep in the foothills of the north of the country called Farine, for this is the record of Mortimus, and this is my telling of the Obsidian Deathhead. Okay, so we left off mid-morning around the tree that didn't belong. Um, like I said, it's mid-morning. It is brisk. The air is brisk and the sun is out. A cool breeze falls from the mountains to the forested valley, embracing the Scythiorism of the tree and the leaves. You guys stand, like I said, in front of a tree that does not belong in this forest of pine. The tree itself is a southern tree. Um, we'll get into the description of that later. Um, the Knights of Dunier are preparing to depart after your conversation. You guys decided to meet them at a tower north of the town Marion to talk in privacy on how to continue your quest and about getting into the cave of Solstice, or the Cove of Solstice, I'm sorry. At that moment, um, they put their helmets on and Bishop mounts his horse, and just as quietly as they came, they leave. Captain Decius um, looks very uncomfortable about what he heard and just this whole situation and he looks over to you to you Baddius and Octavius and um, he says I'm gonna make my way back to the town 
I and the lake. Um, I should warn my study watch uh, to keep an eye out for these guys, I think. Um, I can't leave the city with you anyhow. So I'll, I'll be no more use to you this, in this situation. Uh, I will continue to watch over Kara until all of you all return. Um, good luck. Seek me out if you need anything before you leave. Godspeed. And after he says that, he tromps back through the forest towards the lake again. Actually, matter of fact, why don't you guys give me a perception on this roll? Difficulty of an eight. Guess not. One success. One success? I got two successes and one botch. Seven, six, six. Womp womp. Cow? Anything? No, it's not something that would concern my character. What? Listening? Huh? <laughs> He's not really paying attention. Okay, what are you just uh, spacing out? Yeah, this is... Okay. Um, Baddius, you're the only one that hears it. There's somebody uh, stepping lightly in the foliage. Um, probably 25 yards away from you. It's being very quiet. It's being very quiet. It could be an animal, it could be a person, but there's something out there. Like, coming from which direction? Uh, Where the riders were? Or? No, no. The, uh, the direction of the town. Or the lake, per se. Okay, uh, three successes in falconry. I send uh, my bird up, and then I um, put my glove on my side, pull out my bow, uh, push it down, connect the cord, pull an arrow out, actually pull two arrows out, and start heading in that direction. You guys all see I watch him go through all that routine, and I pull the shield off my back, take the sword out. I'm going to go ahead and look for some tracks. Thank God I have armor now. If that's really I what you well want. PowerPoint. So, uh, I got a nine, uh, a one, a one, and a nine. Um, you start walking through there, and um, what did, you got one success on perception alertness. Um, you smell tobacco. Intelligence and investigation, I got a six and an right. eight. Is this the same weed that Mortimus was smoking in the bar? I mean, is your character proficient with different types of smoke weed? Yeah, I have herbalism. And I remember him smoking in the bar. Yes, it, sounds, it smells... It, this smells like a rich pipe tobacco that is unmistakably uh, probably one of the finest pipe tobaccos you've ever smelled. There's no mistaking this pipe tobacco. And I remember him smoking that to pipe tobacco. Yeah, it's the same stuff. I look at you guys and just say, it seems we have someone following us. Interest. Seems like the man from the bar, or whatever he was. Just one man. I don't know that I would call him a man, but whatever he is. The man with the white eyes? The creature with the white eyes, yes. Your, your friend. 
Whose friend? Bronzebeard. I don't think it was his friend. I don't think he's anyone's friend. But he seems to have an interest in what we're doing. Shall we greet him? If you, you're more than welcome to find him if you can find a trail. I can't. Well then. Cal, if you want to roll perception alertness, you might be able to notice something that they're not. <clears throat> you don't have to, if you want to keep insisting on not being a part of it. Difficulty of an eight. That's some tens right there. One, two, three tens. So it's a, well, I got a one, two. So it's two tens and a nine. Two tens and a nine? Right. It's because it's moving around. He's not in the same spot as he was. <clears throat> Whoever's out here is moving um, unnaturally fast, and he's ending up in different locations around you guys. Now I'm going to draw. There's something unnaturally fast in the woods. It's moving like a ghost. And this isn't paranoia. Who I said, saw my sword. Who said that? Yeah. I'd nevertheless draw my sword. It's Mortimus. Do it's you, the creature from the bar. Do you think he's a threat? Do you think he would attack us? No. No. I bet you if we were to go into town and ask the sage about the primes, he would know. If you trust such a man. Well, that might be unnecessary. You see him come out of the woods. Yeah, there he is. I'll put my arrows away. I'll sheath my sword. Sheath my sword, but keep the shield in my arm. My sword is hard to sheath. I'm going to keep it out. I didn't mean to startle you. I was just watching. Do you like to watch people when they don't see? It's called spying. I was just spying. Well, at least you're honest about it. Why here? Why now? I've been spying on you since you left the bar. He takes down his hood finally. Not an answer to my question. And you see his face. No, it's he not. He looks cl- kind of like. He actually looks like Rob Zombie. A Let's just be bit. honest. Yeah, he kind of does. He looks like fucking. He doesn't kind of. He looks exactly like. With a thicker like, beard. Yeah. But his nose and his face looks fucking like Rob Zombie. Yeah. Yeah. But but tough. But tough, yeah. No. I mean, Rob Zombie's pretty fucking cool. I mean, come on, really? No, like, no, no, like like Dracula, Rob Zombie, not 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 fucking. Yeah, yes. yeah okay, that's yeah. yeah. Like yeah. with the big X in his yeah, fucking yeah. forehead and yeah. shit, like that, Rob Zombie. Yeah, he's got one good album. Yeah, except mm-hmm. fucking kind of Hulkling. I mean, I mean, not like fucking Terminator Hulkling, but like, you know, he's he's bigger than you guys are. Let's just put it that way. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not long dick Seth, but <laughs> <laughs> nobody's bigger than Seth. He's a dwarf, though. He is in the 1%, you guys. Right? <laughs> hey, are you going to take that back? Hell no. <laughs> All right. Because it's a lose-lose bet. That yeah. doesn't matter. No <laughs> one wins. <laughs> Seth does. Seth does. He either shows you his dick and he goes, ha ha. <laughs> or he fucking shows you a dick and he goes, No. Or he shows you his dick and goes, Ha-ha, yeah, exactly. No matter what. Uh, <laughs> well, you looked at my dick. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, Jake, it's up to you, buddy. 
No, no, no. Come on, bulldog him, dude. No. Bulldog him. No. Come on. No. I got you. I got Just you. use both hands. No. I, got, I got your back. <laughs> uh, God. Oh, fuck. Uh, Sorry, have to. This is taking a turn. <laughs> no, it's a, that was still my favorite part where he's like, on account of his long dick. Long dick stuff. Um, where the fuck were we? Seth's <laughs> blushing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know it was possible. Kitty ears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fucking kitty ears. Um, what the fuck was the last thing we just said? We were talking about Mortimus. Right and he said he is spying. And he <laughs> said you didn't answer the question. Okay, what was the... Why are you spying? I can assume that none of you know who I am. Not really, no. Well, well, to elaborate on what we don't know, we don't even know what you are. I am what they call a prime. There used to be several of us throughout Obisia. There is none, well, none of importance anymore. We used to help guide the lands by the grace of the ancient gods in the proper directions to make sure Things like chaos wouldn't happen. Good job. Exactly. We failed. But it was a more catalyst, collective failure, not just our own. It was a failure of many things all at once that happened. If it was just us failing... Cataclysmic failure. Sure. Why are you following us? You've piqued my interest because of the woman in the lake. And what... What is going on there? What do you know about her? Do you know who did that to her? If I did, I wouldn't tell you. Then you're here to taunt us. I think what our dwarven friend is asking is, what is your purpose here? I want to see you succeed. Succeed at what? Getting her out of the lake. So, we're here to help then. I'm going to roll perception and alertness on what he's wearing and what he's hiding. Alright, there we go. Much better. Uh, two eights and a ten. You see gold and embroidery on the black armor that he's wearing underneath his cloak. You can't Is he wielding re- a sword? On his underneath his cloak. Yeah, but you can't see the sword. You just see the hilt poking through. And the hilt? I see a hilt. No, no, but you see it pushing through his cloak, okay, but so you don't see the, the actual What kind of sword is it? Uh it looks like a bastard sword of some tor- some type. What is he is he wearing boots? <laughs> of some tort. Yeah, he's wearing boots. They're riding they're they're uh armored riding boots. And the armor that you do see is black glass armor. But two in Seneschal, would I have to roll anything to understand that? I don't think any of us would know what that's mm-hmm. about. Seneschal, uh, you can roll. It's going to be a difficulty of a nine. Didn't you say he has glass armor in his fucking house? Yeah. Okay, well then he would that doesn't mean connect he's... the fucking dots and be like, I've seen armor like that. What What is your wits, um, Octavius? Three. Three? That's pretty witty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's rollable. Uh, all right, uh, so standard difficulty then to connect the dots here. 
I mean, he didn't notice the glass armor, Baddius. So you're gonna have to point it out to him. And then I'll say something like, oh, to make the roll. What is one fine armor like you're wearing? Is what I'll say. Do you see what he's wearing? Kind of look. Have you ever seen anything like that before? I got a 110. You do see some Clo- parts of glass, black glass hanging out with gold embroideries around it. Got an armor set similar to that in my house, cased in glass. Of course you do. Your, your great-grandfather was a champion. Why wouldn't he? So you're Ferenian? I already told you I'm a prime. I'm an ancient race of celestials put on this planet, in this realm. So you were here before the Fernians. Much longer before the Fernians. It was here then, the first era. We are well into the fourth. I have a hard time remembering what I did about two weeks ago. How well do you fare with your memory? It weakens over the years. The really important things are what I remember. Everything else... Well, I guess it wasn't that important, was it? Are you here to help us or aid us? I already told you. I'm here to help you get that woman out of the lake. You need to go to Marion, don't you? I can get you there. It's Quickly. We only have six to eight days to do all this. I can get you there in minutes. How about back? It depends on how your guest reacts to seeing me, I guess. And chuckles to himself and kind of leans up against a tree. All right. Look, we have to go back into town first to resupply anyways. You need to meet it up with the guild. We'll meet back here at this tree. How much time do you need with the guild? I couldn't say. How about a couple of hours? It will have to suffice. Then we'll meet back here at sundown. If you're not here, we're leaving without you. You won't need horses. I promise you that. But if you want to get some, I can take them travel too. And why will we not need horses? It's an eight-day journey. Surely we can get there faster with horses. Well, then I'll show you. Give me your hand, Master Dwarf. I'm curious. I give him my hand. <laughs> your hand looks like a fucking loaf of bread in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> it grips your fat fucking palm. And... Alright, I will allow a perception alertness to see if anybody can notice how this happens. It's going to be a difficulty of a 10. So you're really just going to have to roll a 10. Look at I have three 10s, an 8, and a 9. Boom. Alright, well you definitely see what, what starts this. I got uno 10. Mm-hmm. You, you see it too. Right you got a 1? I do have a 1. You lying sack of turd. <laughs> I have no 10. <laughs> you sack of wine. Son of a bitch <laughs> Thanks, Peter. <laughs> Thank Son you. of a bitch must You dig. rat You fucking rat shit Motherfucker mm-hmm. What would you prefer nah. The truth um, That's fine Yeah <laughs> Son Absolutely. of a bitch must That's why Son I roll it Right there on the table pay. I also got no tens <laughs> Jake I hope yeah, I right. hope you fucking Rat him out On every single one Of his bullshit rolls From here on out You should That's why we're Sitting next to each other <laughs> um, So they're honest I got poopy. Yeah. All right, um, so Baddius so is the only one that's looking fucking awesome. Badass. Yeah. Baddius, you notice badass, something. Badass. On his hand, on his opposite hand that is not hold, gripping uh, Grimdorf's hand, you see he's got two rings on his fingers on that hand. 
one of the rings on that finger slightly arcs just a little bit. And it's his middle finger, the ring on his middle finger. And flipping you the bird. Right before you guys' eyes, they're gone. I mean, it, it, and it makes no noise. It makes the wind doesn't shift. The pressure doesn't change in the air. It's just they're there and then they're not. That's disturbing. I take out my sword and start poking the air where they're not at. Grimdorf, you. So remember when I described the mountain peaks and the backgrounds of uh, the area that you guys are in? Um, they're the, called the, uh, the Tempest Mountains. You're on one of the highest peaks, Grimdorf, staring down at all of Obesia right now. Cold, it's snowing, there's a blizzard going. And you're still holding Mortimus's man- hand. And he's just chuckling to himself. Hmm. Not to, like, roll against fear or anything like that? Uh, I want you to roll against stamina. Because <laughs> I want to see how well you take that. Traveling through teleportation is not Pathfinders, it's not D&D, it's not an easy task, and it does a number on your body. And if your constitution is not strong, you're going to yak. This is going to be a difficulty, it's your first time teleporting, it's going to be a difficulty of an 8. Alright, uh, just, just stamina, nothing else? Correct. Mm-hmm. Alright. Nope. He's going to pop. <laughs> everything you've drank in since the night before, everything you've eaten just comes up. Everything. And you get the worst case of vertigo you've ever had in your life, and you're taking a negative two to everything you do right now. Can it be both? Is it both ends? <laughs> Not both ends. <laughs> Not gonna make them shit himself. Alright. You've made your points, old man. <laughs> Take me back. <laughs> he chuckles to himself. <laughs> Give yourself a minute to compose yourself. Perhaps on uh, more level ground. <laughs> That's true. The doors prefer to be in the mountain, don't they? He grabs your hand again. And just like that, um, he doesn't go behind you guys, but he goes about 10 feet away from you guys in a different direction, and they just appear out of nowhere. Doesn't change the air doesn't change the pressure nothing changes it's the weirdest fucking thing it's almost like time stops and he's just placed very neatly and quietly into the area and then time starts again there's no wind there's no the leaves don't rustle it doesn't doesn't have like a bam sound from fucking you know nightcrawler Nightcrawler or anything like that nope it's just like in a blink of an eye he's there and you see Grimdorf. His, throw up his, his beard. He's, he's got throw up everywhere. His face is green and, and pale. He looks like shit. Is there oh, snow man. on both of them? Oh. There's snow and frost on both of them. What did you do to him? Are you okay? Don't die. Are you alright? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, yeah, over here. Everyone, over, you're not going to yeah, touch yeah. me. Everyone knows that Octavius is always ready for a hug. Oh, I'm not hugging him. I'm just giving him some water. <laughs> just mad dog him. P- pushing him over towards the other side. I go wash my beard out. Yeah, don't spew on us. All right, fine. You made your point. We'll meet you here at sundown. I'll be here. I'm going to make a herbalism and perception roll. Should we grab horses anyway? Just because For we're what? going to All right. cavalry? Two nines, Nick. 
Uh, do I find any uh, roots or herbs that'll help him with his stomach ache? Oh yeah. yeah I'll go ahead and pick a like a couple leaves. There, oh, there's some simple mushrooms there. Chew on this. I hand you something, Seth. It'll make you feel better. Boy, thanks. It's a chewy shroom. And I give it a sniff and give it a chew. Um, it takes the negatives away. You still feel nauseous, but you're not taking negatives. All right. Pull out my hand mirror and check my beard. Any more barf, or should I pour some more water on it? Any water you pour on it right now is probably going to freeze by the time you get back to town. He's <laughs> got a four appearance. He's not happy about being covered in barf. He's mm-hmm. <laughs> like really, really grumpy right now about being covered in barf. I just want to take a bath before I go see the guild. That's all. Probably a good idea before you go see your boss. Could probably hook through my estate. We can wash you up before we get there. Can you find your... All right, fine. We want to go there. Are you guys splitting up then? I'm not going back to town. Where are you going? I'm staying here. Not in this area, but I'm going to do some investigation. Cal? I'm going to hang around uh, Badius. Okay. So you guys are going to town together. You're going to stick with Badius? You might want to say something to Badius then, because I think he's going to think he's going alone. A bath might behoove you as well. (laughs) Behoove? Behoove? Me? I had a bath. It would be a behoove of you. Can, can you stay quiet? Yes. Um, <clears throat> Octavius, Grimdor, if you guys start making your way back to... You guys start making your way back to... My the, house. Yeah, your house, just for a My moment. My house. Boom, boom, boom. And if I see Cody or anybody as we're coming in, we'll have him grab Pris and prep a real fast bath for the dwarf. You guys start heading back to the um, Cassius estate. Long story short, Grimdorf. You wash up in the washroom, you wash your beard, you towel it off, um, and Octavius ah, even gets you... Nice and fresh. Uh, you know, scents or whatever to make you smell better and y- yada yada. It's quick. It happens fast. Oil, yeah. some sandalwood. Uh, th- this is definitely yeah, the estate of an ex-lord's house. Okay, this isn't like a fucking peasant house. They have these things. They may not be called lords anymore. I've said this a couple times. And I'm going to keep saying it. That doesn't mean that they aren't fucking lords. They are... They're literally lords. They're just not called that anymore. They don't hold any title anymore. You guys start making your way back into town. This is uh, midday now. Or uh, afternoon now. Do kind of show them the glass armor too before we head in. Okay. Um, Octavius. Very impressive. Thank you. Okay, you don't know where you're going. No. You might want to ask him. He may know. Now then, where can I find the guild? What guild? The guild, the Merchant's Guild, Oh, the Merchant's Guild. Oh, of course. Octavius, he's obviously talking about Contessa or Countess Ophelia Brenton. She lives in a place called Breek Hammock. It's a uh, condo in Midtown. And she has an office on the first. It's like a brownstone. She has like an office downstairs and she has an apartment upstairs. Condo upstairs. <coughs> Lives out in Brecamic, not far from here. Would you be so kind as to show me there? You guys travel into the middle of town where Midtown is. Um, Octavius, you bring him right to Brecamic. You see in front, there's a uh, small jewelry store 
looks like a um it's a storefront where Brick Hammock is. You see the sign for Brick Hammock. It's advertised. It's like a it's it's one of the first condos that all the other condos stemmed off of here in Midtown. It's not really super important. It's just kind of neat little history in the town here. But so you guys entered the jewelry store on the first level. Is there anybody minding the store? Of course, yeah. Um there is a uh a young man in there, um quite flamboyant man. Big hair. Uh he's wearing light makeup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's prancing on the store. Good to see you, my friend. How are you doing today? Better if we had more sales. How can I help you, gentlemen, today, other than... Well, I'm sure you're not here to buy jewelry. No, unfortunately not. And what makes you say that? Mr. Cassis here has lived in town for quite some time. He's never come in the store once. <laughs> no. Oh, perhaps my friend here came to show his affluent friend where to find the finest jewelry. <laughs> we have some fineries in here, but we are up pretty much the middle of the road as far as jewelry is concerned. Hmm. There isn't a lot of people here in town who can afford such fineries. Hmm. And yet you cannot supply them with the best. I am not here to shop for less than the finest. I'm here to speak to Ophelia. Oh. Um, what is this regarding? I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Raoul. Raoul. He's more of a flair at the end of it, but yes. Of what family? <laughs> I don't come from a family, my friend. Hmm. It's just Raoul. Well, I come from the Bronzebeard family. Builders of Dwarf Home. I've heard of you. I'll be seeing Ophelia. Give me a moment, please. Certainly. You see him, he kind of scurries off into the distance and he goes upstairs. He comes back down after about 20 minutes with a pitcher of water and some crystal glasses and he pours you guys some glasses. Well, thank you. He sets you guys up some stools to sit. Long story short, she ends up coming downstairs. How long are we waiting? About 20 minutes. Okay. Now, Ophelia, she's... Uh, She's about five foot eight. It's about 115 pounds. She's got green eyes, fair skin. She's got blonde hair. It's usually done up in an updo. She's tall, lean, yet kind of curvy. She has regal attire and always wears her merchant's coin as a brooch. She's, uh, she's okay. You know, she's pretty attractive. Um, she's, her apparent age looks about human years, about 28, maybe. Let me see her come down. Ah, Philia. How can I help you, gentlemen? Um, you are from the Bronzebeards. That I am. I was told you wanted to see me. I was just curious if there was any other activity in town from the guild, and if it concerned us or not. Um, this isn't quite the type of meeting I was hoping for, but we can set up an initial... Well, how do you do? She curtsies at you. And then have a formal meeting later, if you like. Hmm. When, in your itinerary, would you be able to see us again? Whenever you like, I can get you in my schedule. We're pressed for time, you see. Come upstairs, we'll discuss it now. She takes you upstairs. You guys go up to her condo. This is Brie Kamet. 
It's a nice condo. Glass windows, draperies. Um, everything you'd expect a condo in this type of fantasy setting. Middle class. A little bit of money. She sits you down in the uh, main room. There's a fireplace in there. It's lit because it's winter. There's a balcony to the left of the fireplace that overlooks the brownstone that you guys are in, basically. And you can see the streets of the town from there, West Bergamon. And um, you sit on a love seat together. It's tight. <laughs> it's pretty much what she has to sit on. There's a little bookshelf to the right of the fireplace. Just kind of sit more. Small on the hearth arm and then. kitchen to the left of that. Just sit more on the arm than the kitchen. I'm sorry, I wasn't expecting company. I would have had more room. Especially if we were such a lodge. Well, you look like adventurers. Hmm. I don't think we've ever it's met officially, Octavius. Cassius? Don't think so as well. I've uh, seen you in town. I've never actually officially met you. Octavius Marcellus Cassius. Pleasure to meet you, lady. Countess. Countess. Ophelia Brenton. Of Westingthorpe. So, I had some questions. I'll ask them. Are you here representing the guild? I represent the guild wherever I go. Are you here purposely representing the guild? Have you been sent here by the guild? No. Are you here on business for the guild? Not officially. Now that we got that out of the way. Maybe there is something I could ask of you. I'm listening. Information. Traded for information. And if I can share some information with you, I have some requests of my own. Does the town have any concern with what's happening on your property? She points to you, Octavius. Currently, we're investigating it, trying to find out the solution. The town... Are there any leads? That is my business now. As for the reason I came here, well, it was to see you. She kind of I have to say, I'm disappointed. Disappointed? I'm not impressed with anything I see of trade in this town. I understand your apprehension, and you've probably seen some odd things of our town. Things have not come to a halt here. We still trade with other t- cities and ports we still export things we still import things it's just a little harder now considering that we do not have the full representation of trade game we have me it would seem that the solution to your troubles would be to increase your status is that why you're here Grimdorf? That is why I came. But, right now, that's not important. What is important right now? Right now, what's important is the murder investigation, of course. It's what I've become occupied with. Well, then when you're done with that, I would love to pick your brain on what you think that this town can do to exceed its sales and marketing. I could lend my expertise, yes. At a cost, I'm sure. Yes, about that. Well, this cloak I'm wearing is quite fine, and I'm quite fond of it. It does precious little to deflect against maces and steel. 
Oh man, you're going full gamer right now. Going full what? You're going full. Uh, give me some stuff. I need armor. <laughs> Are you looking to get outfitted? Well, now that you mention it, it would be helpful. Okay, give me a persuasion roll. Um, yeah, manipulation expression. Let's do that. Uh, difficulty with her, seven. And I'm gonna burn a willpower. Let me know if you feel like you're hitting anything nature and demeanor-wise, because okay. I don't know you guys' nature and demeanor offhand. Nature per is rebel. Apparently my Demeanor is, is gallant. <laughs> Difficult? Yeah, I know. We all know what yours is. And you've been getting all kinds of willpower points. Right, so what's the difficulty? Thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what's the difficulty? Seven. Seven. Uh, then two, including a ten. Two and a... What? Two, including a ten. Two and two. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> hmm? Continue. I would require some armor. At the very least, a breastplate and helm. When, when do you need such things by? Well... We've saved time by having a meeting now. An hour will do. I can't get these things for you in an hour. She says, I can I can have such things for you by morning. Possibly. If I start working on it now. But in return, well, I would at least need your service for the remainder of this moon, she says. Absolutely. And if you need to get started, I won't keep you. I put my hat on. I should greet you guys as you guys leave. Bye again, Contessa. It's a pleasure formally meeting you. Pleasure is mine. Thaddeus, Cal, where are you guys? I saw something weird, so I'm looking for uh, any trace of uh, where it came from or where it left to. Okay. So there were chimes. Yes. There was this weird elk thing. There was something weird. Um, I didn't know I was going to have someone telling me, but fuck it. So I'm looking for any... I haven't had a chance to spend any time in the Akari since I've been here. Okay. So that's what I'm doing. All right. And I'm investigating that and seeing if what I saw was something from my past, something I remember, or if it was just a fucking regular deer. I don't know. I'm just, I haven't had a moment. So now I'm taking a moment. Okay. Um... Roll your survival and your wits. Um, Cal, uh, what are you what are you doing while he's like kind of bending down, touching the earth, listening to the wind, you know, doing ranger stuff? I was gonna butt my butt down, sit down and wait. Okay. Nine, seven, ten. 
you notice one thing first off. I mean, obviously, the snow has covered all of the tracks from the previous day. So finding the original tracks is hard. Um, it's a good thing I have that tin. You know where they were anyways, where they began. They all stem from this tree. Yeah. Okay. Um, what you didn't notice before was the... You said you did get a tin? I think that's what I said, right? Nine, seven, ten. Is that what I said? Yeah. You got a nine too, huh? All right. Um, you start. You see disturbances in the wild that weren't disturbed by the Akari that came through that tree. They're light disturbances. You realize that you find footprints, some tracks. They're a size six. Human. And they head towards the lake. How old? Three days. When did Kara go missing? Four days ago. Four days ago was the last you saw her? Four days ago was the last I saw her. Do you know what size boot she was? You can take an educated guess, Kyle, but you're kind of uh, stupid. That's a, that's a, that'd be a roll, wouldn't it? Yep. Yep. Now, just do an intelligence roll to see if you can remember anything about her. Right, that, that's a hot one dice. Tell me what you get. Alright. Look at it. That's a ten. What size shoe or is your character? Uh, twelve and a half. It's about half the size of your foot. At least. Well, maybe scale, a little, maybe a little less than half. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll scale it down to, um, to show you where, whereabouts. All right, I'll start moving backwards from the lake, following the footprints. Okay. And you guys start hiking. Cal, you start following this fucking guy into the uh, wilds, and that's where he's taking you. Baddies, you're going off trail. And you notice that what you are following is a light gaming trail. It's not one you would particularly hunt. Well, a gaming game trail. That's what I said. Why and why don't I hunt it? Um, is it's it old? Or is yeah, it it's just... old. It's not very well-traveled. But there is a trail there. Okay. Um, it's kind of hard to see with the snow. But you're pushing snow out of the way to follow these trails anyway. Yeah, broken tree branches, uh, roots, branches. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching him go. What, do you, what are you looking for here? I'm following her footprints. I'll keep moving. It takes you up and around a cliffside, and you start recognizing your surroundings from the night before. Or the day before. As it takes you up behind the cabin that burnt down. And you guys see the burned down cabin, and the charcoal body laying there in the middle of the cabin. It would probably be important to find out who this man was and who owned this cabin. I'm sure that could be figured out. How well did you know Kara? As well as anyone knows a best friend. Is it, tell me about it. She was, she was blissful, happy. Charming would be a, a word that you would use for her. Pleasant. Did you, did you know that she had dwarven tattoos on her? She did have a, a 
tattoo going down her spine. I don't know whether it was Dwarven or not. Is there a place in town where someone could get something like that done? Or would she have to leave town to do that? There's no place in town. Not here. Do you get many travelers? Trinian travelers? Vagabonds, tattoo artists, that sort of thing? Yeah. There are many travelers who come through. Especially now that the borders are open for rain. They have been for the last century. But we go check on and see what the sheriff has figured out. Go on. I'll follow you. I'll follow the other trail back to town. Cal, give me a perception alertness while you're standing here in this cabin since you didn't do it last time we were here. Yep. I mean, we did. You did. He did not. Oh. Botch. Fucking God. Oh, yeah, I see it. Four, 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 one, two. Botch. Yeah. Well, that's superiorly uncool. Yeah, well. Um, all right, well, uh... I mean, you're not going to give me a chance to, to roll? No, it's something you wouldn't look for. Uh-huh. It's something a guy like Cal would look for. Cal, you see he's part of the rug. It didn't get burnt and the fire is twisted up on the floor. And you're like, oh, that's, un- that's unnecessary, and you push it back down again. That's the extent of my botch. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't, I don't shit my pants. No, you just covered up a hidden door. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is it, right? <laughs> Who would leave this fucking rug like this? You push it back down again. You guys start making your way back to town. You guys start making your way, both you, both parties start making their way to the sheriff's office. You guys don't necessarily, actually, Peter, you know, or Cal, you know exactly where the sheriff's office is. Octavius, you also know where Oh, it is. I know the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you lead the way after you get back to town, after Octavius brings you out of the wild. And Octavius brings you out of the wild a different direction, on a different side of you town. Badius? Badius does, I'm sorry. Once we get into town, I call my bird down and hood it. Okay. Um, Octavius, you start making your way there, too. Uh, both parties give me a, a combined perception and alertness. Uh, higher of the two guys. I want to see if you guys notice something. Difficulty of a uh, solid eight. I got a ten, a nine, a one. Okay. Two tens and a six. A nine and a ten. So, Cal, you see it. I got one success. Count that too. All right. I mean, Combined effort. Oh. You guys are kind of two helping nines. each other. All I right. Got a, I got a 10 though. I got two 10s. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys noticed it together? You guys noticed it together? Do we know is it better than them? <laughs> it's about the same. <laughs> um, both parties, once you get into town, are being followed. Both of us had four successes. The, the people following you? 
they look like commoners. There's one following your party. There's one following your party. They look like commoners. There's something not right about this commoner. He's large. There's a female following you guys. There's a male following you. They're large. They're ashen skin. They have the eyes of Hades. And they move like soldiers. But they're in commoners' clothes. And they're made to look like peasants. I'm just letting you guys know you guys are being followed and watched. You guys make your way to the sheriff's office and you guys see each other coming around the corner. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hey, easy easy there. Hey, 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 What are you doing over here? Oh, you're adorable. (laughs) Oh, you're adorable. (laughs) I missed your face. Yeah, I missed your face too. Come here, give it. Oh, kiss Uh, and makeup already. Come here. Thank you. (laughs) The door opens. You see a female dwarf looking at you guys. She's in, um, looks like Lacritus robes. The house of Lacritus. Do I know? I I, I clearly know her. Uh, Well, yeah, she's a a monk of Lacritus, is what she is. Um, She's obviously a servant of the sheriff. Do I know her by name? Darla Hinchfoot. Hinchfoot? Hinchfoot. Hinchfoot. Darla Hinchfoot? Look at that. Hi, Dada. Pleasure business. She kind of smiles at you. Maybe a little bit of both. I take it you're here to see the sheriff. He missed your courtesies so much. We had to bring him back. Uh, I highly doubt that. Well, not in shackles this time. Um, Oddly enough, he was expecting you gentlemen at some point. She brings you guys inside, and you guys see the sheriff's office is set up as a sort of temple to Lacritus. And beyond the middle temple, there's a statue. It's a very inaccurate statue of Lacritus as this golden kind of muscular, something you'd see in like a, a 90s gay dude's house of like a, you know, muscular man. <laughs> like yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know, and it's got like long hair and flowing hair. And it's like <laughs> he, and, he polishes the balls. <laughs> <laughs> and um, totally inaccurate. Right. And then you guys kind of make your way past that. And you see the office of the sheriff. You see the sheriff, Grace, you guys. Fellas. Fellas. I had a word with Urukai. I don't have any reason to believe he has any foul play involved in this situation. I don't think we thought he had any foul play in the situation, but he definitely had more information. Someone than should he was roll a perception and, 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 and as I roll a perception <laughs> and empathy. empathy. Mm-hmm. There it goes. It. You're calling it on the ground, huh? Taking it. Oh, it's a five. Did you call it? He called, he called it on the ground. He kept That's it. bold, man. I got a seven and three sixes up here, though. Six, six, six. Lacritus sees him. Yeah, <laughs> the statue cracks a smile. Lacritus blesses me. Oh, that just can't be a thing, just man. went a whole oh, different way, bitch. Definitely be a thing. <laughs> Farina's mine. Hmm. Sorry. Um, you're kind of giving a lot more of attention than you normally would. And he notices. Does he seem to be lying? He's gonna try. Tried and failed. Tried and died. Did you die? Tried and failed. What'd you get, Jake? He said three sixes and a seven? Yeah. Okay. He shrugs off 
you were talking about, and he kind of grabs you for a second. He's like, I don't think that Urukai has any involvement. Take it or leave it. He obviously noticed you were trying to see if he's... Yeah. Is there anything I can do for you, gentlemen? Who owns the cabin in the woods? I had somebody look into that. Seems to be owned by Falbus Maya. A vagabond. Purchased it last year. Obviously all deeds were then Marmon. That's all I've gotten on the situation. This would have gone through the Merchant's Guild then, to be in check and order. It should have had to have been. The deed should be passed through them. I'll keep in touch with you. Continue on your investigation and bring me any information if you can. I will continue with mine. If there's anything else, I need to get back to work. Oh, the day's almost done. We're traveling. We're beginning ingredients to undo the spell that has been done. Would you like me to accompany you? I give you eyes and I like, raise the eyebrow like, no. And you keep the magistrate off of my ass? I've already done my share of that. I just don't think he likes the fact that you are hanging out with his daughter. I don't think he thinks you're responsible. I wasn't fucking her. What? You went to an extreme rather quickly. Yeah, that's because that's what he's thinking. There are many of the higher classes that don't wish for their children to consort with those of the lower class. Is she dead? From what I can tell, she is. She's in some sort of spell, yes? She's a part of it, it seems. She's been sacrificed. She's there been are sacrificed. easier ways to kill a person, I agree. How did she die? Broken neck. Strangulation. Her neck is broken? It appears to be. And there are ligature marks around her neck. All right, all right, all right. How big do you say the hands were? It wasn't hands, it was ligature. A rope? Some sort of... It appears to be about two and a half to three inches thick, wrapped around twice around her neck. So a frog or a leather belt? I haven't decided yet. Have you decided how we're going to get her out of that pond? Yes, when you return with the artifact that we need... Irokai is adamant that it should release the spell, break the summoning, and release her from the, the lake so she can find a proper burial. You don't think it's kind of odd that the Magister had the exact spell? I'm not going to question the Magistrate's motives. No, I don't think anybody is. Well, he doesn't speak for me. Nor me. I'm asking a very, very obvious question. You don't think that's that odd? That he had the exact spell. That she Are you did. suggesting that someone is trying to get us to complete the spell? I don't know anything about magic, so I wouldn't know. Or it was somebody who Seems. knew him and knew he had that book. You know about magic. I believe that the magistrate is innocent in this. Is that a common spell to have? Is that something that lords would have? In the spell book that he owns, it seems pretty reasonable. There are many books that purport to be about magic, but have none So we can assume that whoever put her in the lake used that book. Yes? I would assume so. And then replace the book itself? It's possible. Who on, who within the Magister's company would have access to his office? I'm looking into it. Let me worry about this part of the investigation. I will get to the bottom of it. Believe me. And you can count on me to help you. I appreciate that, Cal. Well, if you'll excuse me, gentlemen, 
When will you be back if you're going to be leaving? Hopefully a few days. We know that the spell will last. Within six to eight days, the spell will unleash something. Some type of summon. That's what Yurokai said. He doesn't know exactly what. That's the Only that precisely. it could be devastating. Not just for our town. But for most of the surrounding area. Jake, mm-hmm. I'm going to look at your character. And then I'm going to look at you. And then I'm going to look back at you. And I'm going to say something about the Obsidian Death Head. And then I want to see his reaction when I say that. Difficulty is going to be standard. We're just rolling off against each other. Getting nine. I had more, but I Difficulties of what? Standard. Six. All right. A nine and a ten. And he has more successes. I have an eight, an eight, a seven, a nine, and a seven, and a six. He got a lot. He kind of leans his head back and he says, Yes, I have heard this also. I have yet to determine whether this is a myth, fairy tale, or if this is something that we seriously concerned with. What did you hear this? Yurokai mentioned that this may be the spell. Funny he didn't mention that to us. What is an obsidian death hood? The only thing that I can relate it to are the titans of old Fronian lore. Well, we'll be back before six days, that's for sure. I'd hope so. I would hate to hu- handle this on my own from here. Shall we go? Yes. Good to see you as always, Sheriff. He kind of takes your hand, Octavius, and like to say goodbye to you, but looks to you about us. Or as much as you may not believe it, Lucritus does seek peace. No slight against you. We just feel that we can handle this part of the journey better on our own. He kind of cracks a smile at you, Octavius, and then he, he stops and he looks worried for a moment. And he looks at all you guys and he goes, he leans in close to you and whispers something to you, Octavius. Be careful. We know. They may hurt you. He kind of leans back a little bit. They may hurt us. I thought they were just keeping tabs. He was whispering that on purpose, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that the people are Wait, where, where, where are they? We already know. Can you point them out? <laughs> yeah, we all know. <laughs> I would hate to see you injured. I would like to see you again. Good luck on your journey, gentlemen. Although we'll see you out.
Okay, so you guys make your way back towards the lake and to the tree. And before you guys leave town, you guys uh, outfit yourselves just enough to uh, cover the six-day travel that you guys are going to be doing. Um, Grindorf and Octavius um, help finance the little bit that it's going to cost. And I, I know that Grimdorf, you mentioned you wanted to get a little bit of light armor at least, you know, leather armor or whatnot before you left. So you pick up some of that too. By the time you guys get out of town and start making your way out after getting food and everything else, um, dust hits and it starts falling into the evening as you guys start walking to the Cassius farm. At this point, the it looks like from the north, that blizzard that um, Grimdorf was in in the upper mountains uh, is starting to make its way down into the valley and it's starting to snow again. As you guys are approaching the lake, there's something that you notice that you hadn't noticed before. Um, as the wind howls through the trees and you guys start walking across the lake, you guys notice that there's this eerie luminescence coming from underneath the ice in the lake. And it's pretty creepy. Um, you guys end up walking by the captain of the guard again. He's out there with a couple of his men, um, per usual. And they kind of wave at you as you're going by. And you guys keep trekking across the ice until you get to the forest line. And Badius starts taking the lead. At that point, um, you guys start hitting the trees and start making your way through the forest towards the out-of-place tree. We're going to talk about what we saw before we go back to Mortimus. Which part? The part where he disappeared with our friend. Okay, and then back. reappeared with snow all over him. When I was poking at the air and there was nothing there? Yes. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Was it painful? Where did you go? You guys are walking as you're talking. Mm-hmm. Where did he take you? Who? Oh. You... Mortimus. When you disappeared into thin air. To the top of a mountain. Which mountain? Yeah. <laughs> but I believe he said it was the Tempest Mountain. Those are the Tempest Mountains right over there to the northeast. It appeared to be the tallest of all the peaks. Did you have a hard time breathing up there? I'm just having a hard time believing that he took I you was to too top. busy vomiting. But it does take time to acclimate to such heights. Why were you vomiting? Perhaps it might have had something to do with the magic I... Couldn't be sure. I do know that to instantaneously go to such a height, combined with the disorientation of being one place and another, was. I'll start picking some more mushrooms. <laughs> vertigo. Yeah, some huge amount of vertigo. I'm not going to make you roll for it. Uh, you poke around here and there, and you see a couple of white caps sticking out of the snow, and you pick a couple of mushrooms for everybody. I give everybody some mushrooms to chew on. It's actually good for bowel movements, anyways. Wonderful. Cal, go ahead and give me a perception and alertness. What? It's seven out of ten. You're being followed. Oh, I whistle to uh, uh, Badius. I kind of like gesture behind us. All right. I'm mm. going to go ahead and trail off and move silently while they continue forward. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Just validate those three tens for me, buddy. And that nine. Yep. 
three tens and a nine. I'm just going to go ahead and trail off, unhood my falcon, send my falcon up, and start coming Sir. around flanking. Octavius. Will you circle back? Uh, Grimdorf, you guys see them acting uh, very peculiar. I, uh, I gesture um, to uh, uh, Octavius and uh, Grimdorf to uh, continue forward. What's the matter? Hopefully nothing. I, I, I pony up to uh, Grimdorf. We're being followed. Pull out my sword. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. It's quite heavy. Lean against my shoulder. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to carry it this way. That is true. Mm-hmm. You guys start walking up to the tree, and as you do, out of the forest from around you, you see four of the magistrates, marmond legionnaire soldiers come out and surround you. And the one in front takes off his helmet and he shouts at you in Marmon. It sounds quite offensive, actually. You don't know what he says, though. You know, like It sounds like Klingon? Oh, it sounds... Uh, actually, there's uh, quite a bit of elegance to the language itself. Um, it actually sounds more... It's, I guess it would be relatable to like the Lord of the Rings, how... Um, the, the orcs is kind of like a lesser elven. He's definitely cussing you out. Uh, I draw. I, I immediately draw. I think with my father owning the land that you're standing on, you can have a more civil tongue. Are we still So right now, it's Grimdorf, Octavius, and Cal. You guys are kind of like standing in front of this portal tree. And around you guys, these, these people have circled you. One is a female, and you see the guy that's talking to you. It's kind of a bigger guy. He looks to her, and um, you can tell that these are the two that were probably following you guys in town. At that moment, she, uh, she looks to him and says something in Marmond. You don't know what she says, but it was calmly spoken. And then he turns and looks to you guys, and he says very calmly, but aggressively. All of you, disarm. You're all coming back to the palace to speak to the magistrate again. There are being no other alternatives. We've spoken with the magistrate. We're on a mission from him. I already told you that this is not a negotiation. Disarm and come back. We've been given our orders. We're taking you back whether you like it or not. I'm not making that call, boys. I'll follow your lead. I'm not making that call. Badius, you're uh, you're slowly stalking around the outside of these gentlemen and um, these aggressors and the one woman, and um, you you can hear everything that's going on. You're kind of circling around behind them, so I can hear and see what's going on. Yeah. All right. I'll quietly set up my bow, pull out two arrows, and then I'll look towards my uh, eagle, and uh, I'll make a hand command to get ready for attack. Okay. Well, it's a little loud, but the bird lifts off and uh, flies up onto the, one of the branches. Kind of doesn't startle them, but a couple of them turn around and look around a little bit. Um, and then they kind of focus back on what they're doing again. And then I'll just go ahead and notch. Draw and start aiming. I'm under command by the magistrate to investigate. She the, shakes her head at him, like, and she says something to him. The of the daughter in the ice that you just walked past. The soldiers start 
slowly easing in towards you guys. Can you not spare a sentence or two so that we at least understand what's going on? He stops everybody for a second and kind of looks back towards you and reaches into his coat and drops three sets of manacles into the snow and it makes a pump sound in the snow. And then he kind of looks up to you and smiles, Octavius. How's that for a sentence for you? For what crimes? Well, I have a plan, but I'm not saying it out loud, I guess. Well, I'm not assuming a combat stance right now. When I make an attack, I'll make the attack with dexterity and subterfuge. And then bash them on the head with the hilt if I need to. Uh, Grimdorf, I'm just going to let you know right now that you're a well-traveled um, dwarf. And you know about Chaos Legionnaires. Um, we've already come up with that conclusion before. You attack them, they're going to try and kill you. These are very dangerous, evil beings, evil creatures. Marmons are. What kind of ranking do they have? Intelligence and Seneschal. Ten, eight, eight, eight. These guys are straight up chaos legionnaires. They can do whatever they want. They're here purely to represent the needs of Chaos Lee. And they can go about whatever means to do so. Technically, they're under the magistrate. They don't really need to listen to him. That's why I'm saying that's your call, Jake. Because you are the only one who has family and, and holdings in this town. So if any, any kind of shit is to be fucked up. Yeah, it, if we fuck this up, I'm going to lose everything. Exactly. It's got, this has got to be your call. This is why I'm leaning towards you. Grimdorf, um, go ahead and give me a uh, wits and investigation roll. Uh, standard difficulty. All right. Uh, I got a 10. <clears throat> Perfect. So here's the conundrum. You go back to the magistrate with these legionnaires. You miss your ride. You don't get the artifact in, uh, in time. Um, and this so-called Titan is possibly sudden, summoned and everybody fucking dies. Or you take your chances with these soldiers maybe risk Octavius's family, but hopefully save everyone and maybe including them and deal with the magistrate and the consequences of protecting yourself against his men when you return. But it, you think that if you go back now, you're definitely going to fail in this damned mission. Damned if I do and damned if I don't. So you already have an arrow knocked, huh? I have two arrows notched. All right, so I'm a rebel and gallant as my nature and demeanor. Okay. So I'm going to do both right now. I'm going to give both the, all these guys a big smile and I'm going to walk over with one of my hands out and the other one all with my sword on my shoulder and kind of set them at ease. As soon as you start approaching them, uh, the woman yells an order and they all kind of lift their uh, weapons up against you guys and they start shouting and, and marming. And the one guy in charge, he looks to you and puts his hand up and he's like, you know, starts kind of shouting, coming, no, stay your ground, we will attack you if you come any closer. It fucking Octavius hasn't made a move yet. I'm waiting on Octavius. It's, Octa it's Octavius's... It's uh, I'm gonna attack. He's walking up. Though. Yeah, I'm gonna attack. It would be a surprise attack for you because you're in shadows. I'm gonna hit him with charisma and empathy. Hitting the legionnaires. I mean, I can hear. If you want to hold your action for a moment, maybe until um, you see what Grimdorf and Octavius does, um, that might be 
a little better. Yeah, I just, just want to fucking Octavius so like initiate it. Yeah, but Cal, you got to understand that the Octavius is obviously not going to react right now. He's going to he's obviously um, finding himself in a position here where he doesn't know what to do in this situation. There's a lot of shit on the line. He's going to try and find any way around it. He's uh, going to try and appeal to him. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing on my BFFs, uh, like how he's going. He doesn't seem he's to be all, wanting he's to. He's alternative, so I, I'm just I'm just reading him, Octavius, and just, I haven't disarmed. You know. So listen to me. Listen to me. I have no connection to any of these men. I look back at you guys and I give you a wink, and then I put up hand and then I start counting down. Three. <laughs> I need to speak to you. Come closer. Two. There are ears out in these woods. One. Yep. So, and you now know. I'm gonna roll uh, charisma and subterfuge, and I'm gonna spend a willpower point. Okay. And uh, I'll go ahead and give you a willpower point back for being rebel. Okay. I'm gonna draw my swords when, when, once. Uh, so, what is the difficulty? One count. Um, standard. Standard. Okay. So, I have a nine, a seven, plus my willpower point. And I get get one of them to come real close so that he like. I want to like whisper something to him. He kind of approaches you reluctantly, and then when he gets a nice swing in range, baseball bat swing to his neck. Roll to hit. Wait, I said I was going to go on that surprise attack round. This is the same round. This is the same, same round. round. Yeah. 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 This, this is before is initiative. Me and you were just fucking on the. No, no, only, only the so two I'll, of you. I'll notch arrows then. Ah. Ah. <laughs> I get exploding dice because I have the four ranks. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Four successes. And that's extra four damage because of the thinger. He's gonna try and parry with his sword. <laughs> he does not parry. Oh. So I have ten damage dice. He tries to block your sword attack, but it just slides down his arm and his armor. Yay. And no boshes. I just did nine damage with a plus four for my successes. All right. Well, his uh, armor soaks one. Okay, so this is what happens. Your sword hits his sword arm as he tries to parry and misses. And instead of hacking his arm off, his armor protects that, the soak one. But your sword and power slides down his armor past his pauldrons, skipping off his shoulder, and moves through his neck tissue with ease, careening through to the other side. You stare him in the face in slow motion as his eyes go crooked and his head slides from its mount. And almost immediately, his warm blood blasts you in the face as his body and gurgling neck hole collapse to its knees and slumps over to your waistline, covering you completely with his blood. His, uh, his legs twitch in slow motion as everyone reacts. <laughs> it hits you in the face, warm on this cold, wet snow. Shit. That is your surprise round. Three, three to attack. They're surprise attacks, they can't dodge them. Five and four damage. All lethal. So you can only soak two lethal. Okay. So you take two shots. First shot is the girl in the back. It pierces her armor and makes a thud sound followed by a squeal from her as she collapses instantly to the snow. The uh, other shot cruises 
um, through the guy, through everybody in the crowd, and into the calf of one of the soldiers to Grimdor's right. The armor soaks some of the shot, so he takes three damage. Um, he quickly falls to a knee, grabbing uh, at his calf and thigh, trying to tourniquet the wound with his hands. Don't leave anybody alive. Which guys. was the guy that was following us? Uh, he just got decapitated by fucking Grimdor <laughs> in the most brutal kind of fucking <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Looks like I'm going last. I got one success for initiative. I got two. Five. Four. Shit. All right. Well, Octavius, it looks like you go first, and Cal, you go next. How far am I from them? Ten feet. I run a shop and shield bash the fuck out of him. There you go. Uh, which one are you attacking? The guy that already took a shot to the calf? The one that's already wounded? Yes. Girl's got a shot between the shoulder blades and she's on her knees. Yeah, that five lethal, that probably took the breath right out of her. Puncture her lung. Well, there's one that hasn't been touched, she's, right? She's fucking mauled. No, there's one that hasn't been touched. Um, you don't have your weapon on if you want to try and attack him. He's already got his sword out, so it's going to be one hell of a fight for you. But you do what you want. It's your action. I'm just going to run up and fucking ring his bell. Okay. You know how the, you have the shield bash system? I do on. have okay. the shield bash thing. And I'm you also going to... Yeah, it's strength and uh, melee. Strength and melee, and then each, uh, what's the system? Each success takes away, uh, or no, increases his difficulty on anything he tries to do. That's right, okay. For so, the next round. Yeah. yeah, each success ups his difficulty, so I'm going to spend a wolf hour to make sure I fuck him. One, two, Shield three, dash is four, no fucking joke, five, man. six with the wolf hour. Okay, um, well, he uh, almost dodges. It wasn't a perfectly solid hit, but you do get him. Cool. All right, man. Well, you run up all crazies down, smash him right in the face and uh, into the helmet and everything, and he takes a negative one to his next actions. Um, he slides back a little bit, too, after the massive smash you did to him. He used a lot of dice to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, he did. He's got nothing left. No, he's got no action. <clears throat> He's got no action. So, Cal, this guy, the one guy that has no damage, has nothing left. He can't dodge. Cal, it's uh, it's your action. What are you doing? I'm going to go after him. Yeah. Um, I'm going to split my dice pool. Two on my second hit. Roll damage. Four. Okay. Well, you run up uh, as soon as Octavius shield bashes him because he's still stunned, and you go to attack with your sword. You swing a little too wildly, and it misses him. Immediately right after that, you take your dagger and you stick it right between his ribs, through his armor rating, avoiding his armor penalty, and he takes three damage. You hear him let out a uh, as soon as you do it, and blood spits out of his mouth. He burned his action um, trying to dodge Jake the first attack, so he has no actions left. The female legionnaire is going to go ahead and make a courage roll to see if she can do anything, considering she's at the mauled um, condition. Mm-hmm. 
poor thing. Oh. I'm about to tip it around over memory. All right. Well, she uh, she botches out, which means she gets no successes. She just kind of rolls over onto her back, holding the arrow um, coming out of her chest, uh, breathing short breaths. The guy, the arrow in his calf, he starts trying to pull himself together to attack Rendorf with his spear. So he tries to pull himself together using one action to uh, take the couple steps to get to Grimdorf, and then he's going to use another action, splitting his dice pool to attack Grimdorf. I'll split my dice pool to parry, so I'll just spend three dice to yeah. attempt to parry. Oh, I got two nines and a one, so I assume I passed. Um, considering he's taking negatives to attack you, he only got one success also, so you do parry his attack. He lunges in at you and with a spear, and you take your, your Zweighander, and you knock it out of the way from coming in at you. It's your action now, Grimdorf. Excellent. Um, so you can use your remainder well, three dice to attack. Remainder four dice. So he's just to All right, I got two successes to hit. Roll damage. My damage is one, two, three, four, five. Man, okay. Um, as soon as you parried his spear, you spr- you swing your Zweighander back around, and you come right across his chest. His uh, armor soaks one of it, but it's not enough. It opens him up like a can, and you just get sprayed again with this blood from his chest and other bile and whatnot that was in his stomach that's disemboweling from him right now. As he, It makes a kerchunk sound when you hit him, and he just slowly falls. Really warms you up on a cold day. It's your action, Badius, now. Let's put my dice pool again. My first attack is a nine, and then my second attack is a nine and six. Okay. Well, nobody has any actions left here. Um, two of them have fallen. The girl failed her courage roll, so she can't do anything. And the guy that Jake Shield Bash and that Peter hit doesn't have any actions left, so damage. So you'll need two damage for her. Um, oh, you got it? Okay. It shoots her in the chest this time, and she stops flailing, or flailing around and moving around. Got three for the second one. Your arrow blasts from the forest line and hits him right in the back of the neck, and he folds. I'm listening and I'm making sure that there's no other fucking. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually. Well, I'm going to do a uh, perception. What about the one I shield? Alertness roll. The arrow Badius just shot hit the guy that was in front of you, so he's on his knees right now, um, kind of grasping at the arrow in his neck. Now I take my move action to draw my sword. Strength. And honor, you fucking cunt. And I cut his head off. Three. Four, excuse me, four. Okay, well, he's taken too many uh, negatives to try and parry or do anything other than try to pull this arrow out of his neck. Let me know what you get for damage. Four. Yeah, we got move as you. Okay, well, um, you, with a swift motion after you say that, take his head clean off and you yourself get sprayed with this moist red marmon blood. You guys take a moment to look around for a second and see each other steaming with from the blood hitting all of you guys. There's steam coming off of all you guys in this blizzard right Do now. Do I duck out of his swing? Oh yeah, it was, it was a <laughs> massive blow. Nine and a ten for perception and alertness. You hear the footsteps of at least twelve more armored men uh, quickly making their way through the forest um, surrounding you guys. You can only imagine it's more legionnaires making their way to you. I'll start, okay? I'll start coming out of the woods. Right, you see batteries come out of the woods? I whistle for my eagle to come to me. He comes flying down. Are you okay? There's about 12 footsteps heading this way. <sighs> Fuck. 
as he says that you guys can see torches through the snow falling um, and the tree lines of them coming let's, let's make tracks this is not a don't stress we can lose them in the woods it'll be alright What's gonna I happen? go over and I can pick up my arrows. To what's going to happen after Pull we lose them, I'm kind of worried about. They don't know who did this. They've been following us for two days. They have. Not the rest. Well, there's a small window here where you guys could probably escape if that's what you want to do. Or you can wait for Mortimus if he even shows up. I'm saying. I'm not going to make that decision because I think he's a crazy fucking bastard. You see me, I'm like hopping and getting ready to fucking go. Like, leave you guys. Where's our... Where's... Oh, fuck. That crazy old fuck. Is there any place where we can lay low? Can you put us under, like, some brush or something? All right. All right. Listen. I wouldn't want to risk insulting the man. Oh, we can take 12 of them. Come uh, on. All right, listen. The fuck do you come We're, from? 12 You've made your decisions. Legionnaires. I can already see they made their decision. All right. Listen. Look at me. All of you. Form a circle. Back to back? Yes. I will find a hiding place, and I will try to pick them off from a hiding place. Badius, as you start trying to look around for a hiding spot, um, somebody eases, like rests their large hand on the, on your shoulder. You look at the hand and you see this big, pale uh, hand with long fingernails and rings on it. And you look up to the face a little bit and you see Mortimus. Are you going to use that song? I don't think I'll have to. And then at that point, all the legionnaires start pouring out of the forest line surrounding you guys. Any day now, gentlemen. Any day. I'll lift up the shield to protect my face in case somebody shoots an arrow. And to cover my head. One of the legionnaires steps forward. He starts spouting all this marmot at you. And starts yelling and pointing at you guys. And you hear the marmots all kind of shouted in, in unison. Like they're about ready to go in on you guys. Mortimus chuckles to himself. <laughs> Why don't you speak common so the rest of us can understand? The legionnaire stops and he points at all the bodies. You have attacked legionnaires from the empire. I beg you, lay down your arms and come freely or you will all die. Mortimus keeps smiling to himself. I have a message for your magistrates. And at that point, everybody's hair starts standing up on their arms and on the back of their necks. And this low humming starts building up around everyone. Baddius, you look to his hand still on your shoulder, and the other ring that you had noticed before starts arcing little arcs of electricity around it. And just like that, he pushes your shoulder out of the way and lunges his hand towards all the legionnaires, and this huge thunderous crack of lightning shoots out from his hand and strikes the guy that's talking to you guys right in the chest and he hits him so hard he explodes and blood and guts and metal from his armor just explodes in a circle around where he was standing and all the other soldiers uh, in fright start backing away fiercely from you guys that's fucking awesome by Lacritus they all kind of start staying and they're all fucking you hear them all screaming marmon at each other and marmon at you guys and you guys don't know what they're fucking saying they're just freaking out they're all fucking you just see this exploded stain in the snow I guess we're not going back to West Pergamon oh my Mortimus comes in close to all you guys and he says let's grab hands quickly now hold on I grab hands I'll put my falcon I'll grab Octavius's paw Badius do you join hands with them what the fuck was that? Can we have that, this conversation on the other side? I'm sorry. That didn't just, just 
disturb you that someone just exploded? Fucking did disturb me, yes, but I don't want to die here on the snow with him. Do you, do you even know who this is? Yeah, neither do I. No. Mortimus cracks a smile at you guys and then quickly grabs all of your hands and then you guys are gone in an instant. Everybody give me a stamina check. Uh, minus one for the mushrooms that you guys all ate. So three successes and a ten. You're fine. I got two successes. You're fine. Three successes. You're fine. Please puke, please puke, please puke, please puke, please puke. I have one ten. Uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. And I was not disappointed. You guys start to collect your thoughts as you realize that you are somewhere completely different. The snow is not falling here. It is night, but there's a clear sky and a large moon looming in the uh, background. The sound of the shore of the Grand Lake, half frozen in front of you, wakes on the shoreline and crows cawing at each other fly around different parts of the lake. Beyond that, the far side of the lake is a U-shaped um, cliffside. In the middle of the lake is a island, a tall island. It looks like a cliffy island. Um, in the middle of this highest peak of this island is a large stone and steel stronghold with the colors gray and some purples hanging off of it. Um, Stairs wind down from the small entrance at the beginning of the stronghold to a small dock where you can see a rowboat with a large cloaked creature rowing towards you guys on the shoreline. To the left is Mortimus as he leans against a tree smoking his pipe with his hood up. Um, past him is a small road that goes into a forest. And to the right is a small shack with a horse barn with several Ferenian steeds in there. A horse boy, small in size, stares at you, shocked about what he just saw of you guys just zipping in here quietly. <sighs> that, that's very unpleasant. I can understand why you uh, lost it the first time. I try to calm oh. down my bird. Mortimus looks towards you guys. For reasons I care not to speak of, I will wait here for all of you. Take your time. The... Host will not appreciate seeing me on his doorstep, so I will wait here. Did you blow up somebody he knows? (laughs) (laughs) Did you teleport him somewhere? (laughs) George just teleport him? He just smiles and looks the other direction and continues to smoke his pipe. It's no business of ours. This is where the Knights of Dunier reside, though. And their lord will want to meet you. At that moment, you see the rowboat hit the shore where the dock is in front of the barn. And he stands there. You see Mortimus kind of nod to you guys to get in the boat. I'll walk over and get on the boat. 
Yeah, I'll hop in. I'll hop in, You guys climb into the small rowboat. The row man, <laughs> row man, doesn't say anything. The boatman doesn't say anything to you guys. Um, you can't see his face, and he's rather large in this boat. Mortimus tosses him a coin, and he catches it out of the air, and then starts rowing towards the big keep in the middle of the lake. Well, that was weird. It's a peaceful, quiet row as he rows across this um, lake. He stands when he rows. He uses a long paddle. He pushes you guys across the lake. It takes a couple of minutes, but it's quiet. It's peaceful. The boat gets to the other dock on the other side of the lake, and he kind of points to the stairwell going up from the dock that goes to the entrance of the stronghold. The stairs are made out of stone, pretty much carved out of the uh, the cliff sides of this little island. There's very little vegetation, um, maybe some big pines. That's about it. Some moss everywhere and stuff, so the stairs look a little slippery. Thank you, my friend. I got off the boat. Yeah, um, I'll disembark. As well, yeah. Cool. Well, as ominous and weird as the boat ride was, because that creepy creature rowing you guys across the frozen, or half-frozen, misted lake wasn't weird enough, the castle itself, or the stronghold, is very ominous also. There's, it's, it's a dark presence cast around this castle. Um, the gargoyles are strange. Uh, the statues around the place are are very strange. It's a creepy, ominous place. You guys walk up the stairs, and when you get to the top, the doors open, and you can feel the heat coming from inside the stronghold and light coming from inside there. And you see a robed old man step out in front of you guys and greet you guys. He shouts to you, My lords, you were not all expected so soon. Um, nevertheless, you are welcome. Uh, good, e- good evening. None of us are lords. Speak for yourself. I see. Nevertheless, come inside. I am simply a servant. Where are, are we? This place is called Care Somnus Dunier. It's a stronghold for the Knights of Dunier. Who's, Dun- who's Dunier? Oh, he's my... My great master, who I serve, he owns this place. How many generations have they had these holdings? Uh, far too long for me to be remember, but he's the only lord of that name that has lived here. May we meet your master. All right, well, you guys enter the foyer and then travel that into the great hall. When you enter the great hall, there's large doors you pass through, big, dark wooden doors, and there's a huge fireplace to the left. And throughout this hall are, is beautifully crafted Ferinian furniture and decor. Uh, there's beast furs lining the floor and walls and trophies of beast and quest and, and maybe gifts adorning the walls, along with Ferinian tapestries and idols of snakes. The uh, hearth in here is warm and it's strong and, and a large staircase is to the front of you guys. And then along the walls in here are a couple of doors going into different rooms. And they've been shut. Um, He kind of looks to you guys and, you know, gives you the signal to get comfortable um, while he rises the Lord. After you guys uh, hang out in there for a couple of minutes, the room is warm. Like I said, it's comfortable. 
but you guys are kind of weary of sitting on stuff. You're covered in blood and snow and, and, and dirt and grime. Um, after a couple of minutes pass, uh, you guys are just kind of enjoying the room and looking and kind of eyeing everything in here. Um, Octavius, most of the tapestries in here are Ferenian. Um, there's even a tapestry representing the Great Hall, uh, the Sergius Hall that the Magistrate lives in. So um, this stuff is in prime condition and has been reserved and saved and conserved over the years. After a couple of minutes pass, you see the old man come down the stairs, followed by a, a very large, bearded, black-haired, black beard with some thick gray streaks going in the size of his hair. His hair is tied up in this cool little elven totnop. You see a mountain elf. He has scarring on his face and he's wearing black Ferenian robes. He's rather large. He's, he's every bit as large as you saw of Mortimus outside. And um, he starts kind of carefully walking down the stairs towards you guys. I greet him, I greet him in elven, in the elven tongue. I, I, I say, hello, uh, uh, not clansman, kinsman, what is the word, the... Uh, Friend? Huh? Yeah, yeah. He nods and smiles at you. He says, thank you in common. Um, I am Pravid Dunier. Welcome to my, well, to my home. Thank you for inviting us. I wasn't expecting you so soon, or I would have greeted you at the boathouse. I was expecting at least a couple of days till you got here. Um, How did you get here so quickly? It was an interesting ride. Some crazy old man. It was Mortimer. Long beard. Mortimer. Mortimer. He kind of stops in his tracks as he's walking around the room, kind of shaking your guys' hands, and he stops when he says that, and he looks to you. You're telling me Mortimus of the Primes brought you here? The one and only. He's on the outskirts of your lake, waiting for us. He didn't want to insult you to our Tendi! You see the old man come in? Give me my sword! He brings him a sword. He goes to pull the sword out, and you see Pravid, as he's pulling the sword out, his shoulder fails him, and he drops the sword on the ground, and he grabs his arm really hard. Ah, and he kind of moans in pain. And as uh, his arm kind of releases from the cloak, you see it's been com- s- severely damaged. Hold on. The sword's on the ground. Uh, Octavius, you see a champion sword on the ground, just like your grandfather's. It's fine still. Kind of like the same. No one. offense, Pravid Dunia, but got- I saw a man be exploded by Mortimus. What are you going to do with that sword? Or that arm. He didn't come here as your enemy either. You don't know that. What do you know? We're not spies from Mortimus. Well, if you were, I can promise you this. He sits down in a chair. He would play it to where you would, you wouldn't know that you were. I'd probably start with who the hell you are. I would be honored. I am the remaining last remnant of the old champions of Farin. The knights we met, yours? Yes, the knights of Dunia serve our cause. The skilled, they seemed a little dense to what was going on or what their capabilities were. Aren't we all? <laughs> yes. True? Yes, very much so. 
Am I mistaken or am I un under the impression that you are here seeking answers for a problem you have in your town, West Bergamon? Something about a woman frozen in the lake? The obsidian yeah. death hand. A dear friend of ours and the daughter to the magistrate of our hometown. You said you were expecting us. Yes, uh, at first my knights felt you were meddling in their affairs, but they soon realized that you were there to help. Um, they sent word to me and sent word to me stating the fact that they sent you here to me and said something about you needed to get into deep into the empire or the ruins of it. Of Farine, the capital, maybe? The cove. Yes, the cove is in Shangri-Li, the old ruins of the capital of Farine. Listen, I want to help you guys. I do, and I will, as much as I can. But you look tired and dirty and hungry. My steward will show you to some rooms. We'll get you cleaned up. We'll get you fed. Um, on dinner, we will speak and we will discuss how I can help you. You say you're a champion of three, but your riders wear armor that is covered. They use terror tactics. They obscure their faces and their intent. Unfortunately, we've had to subject ourselves to less honorable means of protecting the citizens of Farine. But on that note, I must retire, and I look forward to seeing you guys at dinner. We will speak more, I promise you. I will answer any questions that you have on anything that I know. Nothing is secret here, and I applaud you on your journey so far. And I leave you with this. Do not lose hope, servants of the sun. We still beat as one. Where there is light, you will still feel my warmth. He gets up and he excuses himself. And you guys look at each other and get ready to go get cleaned up. And then we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and end it there. Mortimus, 
He doesn't like showing his cards, especially as much as I have in the last couple days. But sometimes you have to give people a little taste of what your capabilities are. <laughs> well, we most certainly got to see and get a taste of what the group's capabilities were, didn't we? They sure made quick work of those legionnaires from Marmond and Chaos. But knowing Chaos, they probably deserved it, so don't feel too bad for them. I honestly hope that Praveed and his Knights of Dunyer clear some of the air and answer some of the questions that this group has been dying to get answers to. I've known Praveed for a very long time, and he can be a valuable ally if used appropriately. Make sure you join us next time and keep a watchful eye of the Bridgemaster and the Cave of the Cove of Solstice. Well, I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Record of Mortimus. Um, just want to do a real quick uh, outro here and credit. This episode was produced by myself, Nick Nelson, uh, Stephanie Hall, executive produced by both of us also. Um, this episode was also produced by a couple of people helping out. Um, I want to say thank you to Mike, uh, Jake, Neil. Uh, Peter and Seth, all of you guys have been doing a really good job so far, and thank you. Um, I want to say thanks to my sister uh, Megan. She's been helping us out, and really, her and Sean have been and been helping us. I want to say thanks to them, and uh, I want to remind you that again that uh, this is all self-finance. Please go to patreon.com forward slash record of mortemis. Become a patron. There's some cool tier system set up there. Check it out. Um, go to obesia.com, check out our stuff, uh, spread the word around, help us share this stuff, better on, on Facebook and Instagram. Our Instagram is also record of Mortimus and our Facebook group is uh, record of Mortimus also. Um, all the music was, uh, done by Lucy and dreams, all original music. And, uh, this episode was mixed and mastered by myself, Nick Nelson and, Preston Hardwick. Thank you much and join us in a couple of weeks. Thanks again for being patient for us uh, releasing this episode. Um, I know this came out a couple days late. Uh, my workload is my workload has been insane. So I appreciate your patience and um, I'm looking forward to releasing the next episode, episode seven. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for joining us.